Welcome to another episode of the Church Engagement Podcast. I am your host, Joel Guthrie, and this podcast is brought to you by Blackbot Faith Solutions, leading the industry in cloud-based solutions for your church. And on this episode, we sit down with the amazing Nils Smith. I've been wanting to have him on this podcast since we launched it, so let's get this thing. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Church Engagement Podcast. I am your host, Joel Guthrie, and I am so excited to have the amazing Nils Smith with us today. Nils, introduce yourself. Yeah, thanks for having me. I am the Chief Strategist of Social Media and Innovation at Dunham & Company, um, and I have been uh, in the ministry space for many years. I was a youth pastor for over you know, 10 years. Uh, then I was an online pastor at Community Bible Church in San Antonio, Texas, or innovation pastor is my official title, nice. uh, where I ran onlinechurch.com and social media communications, all kinds of things. That's awesome. And Nils is going to talk with us today about online church, if you couldn't guess it from his introduction. We're going to talk about how to utilize online, the online space to grow your church and reach your community. Uh, Nils, let's talk more about that. So we, yeah. we hear all the time as church leaders, like, you got to be online, you got to be on social, you got to have an app, you got to do this, you got to do everything. What's the tangent, what's the why behind why you should invest time and energy into being online and, and nurturing a community online? Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of reasons. At the core, I think you look at what are our purposes of church. And so I'm I'm one of those Rick Warren guys that read Purpose Driven Church a long time ago. Yeah. And I look at evangelism, I look at discipleship, I look at fellowship. And in, in these functions of the church, the internet helps us do those things. It helps us, it can help us reach more people. It can help us connect more people relationally between Sundays. It can help us, uh, you know, disciple people and put content in people's hands beyond the sermon. And, and so I think how we use the internet uh, just becomes a tool to further accomplish our goal. So I got into this space in 1999. I was a youth pastor um, and I had two tools back then. I say I had two tools. It was like a, a dial-up computer, you know, internet yep. would dial up and I had AOL Instant Messenger. And so I would connect with people on like teenagers on AOL Instant Messenger and then they'd come to our youth group. And then after youth group, they'd get on AOL Instant Messenger. Oh, we wow. built a relationship. That was online church in 1999. Uh, and so as you just think about what's possible with the internet today, with Facebook, with Instagram, with Snapchat, uh, there's now these tools to connect people with email, you know, uh, to connect people in very relational ways uh, to accomplish our mission. So I think as you just look at the internet and you look at the goals of the church and you, at the core of even Facebook, Facebook's mission is to build healthy communities. But it's not that different from the church's goals. Now, at the end of the day, our in goals, targets are, are different, but I think the technology actually aligns incredibly well to the church yeah. and where things have gone. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's it's so cool as more and more churches are realizing this and moving towards this space is getting to see, like, like as you were as online pastor, like an actual role that their job yeah. is to nurture yeah. that online community because yeah. there's people that don't even live in your city that might resonate with your the, the teachings that you post on Facebook or on Absolutely. your website and that kind of stuff. And they yeah. want to feel connected to the church and they may even give to your church. Yes. Um, so being there to help them grow in their relationship with Christ and stuff like that. Um, what are some, some tips and tricks that you've got that are like great way to from zero to one, the conversation, or if sure. you're already there and how do you take it to the next level? Sure. So, so I think about even how I got into 
AOL Instant Messenger is a literally a seventh grade girl was like, what's your aim? And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. She told me what it was. So I went and figured it out that night, <laughs> got a name, connected, you know, and started building relationships. And so I think at the core, I remember when I got into live streaming, this was 10 years ago, I had a college service. We had 75 college students in our college service. And a college student came up to me and said, here's this platform called Moculus. It's livestream.com today. And, and he said, you just connect your Handycam to your computer and, uh, and just hit go live and you're live, you're live. So I literally connected my Handycam to my computer. We had 75 college students in our thing. And I was like, hey, guys, go update your MySpace and your Facebook. This is back like MySpace days. Yeah. And push it out there. And, and then like, here's this link. It was like a 20 character link. We put it on the screen and we went from 75 in a room to over 1,000. Uh, live streaming our service within minutes. And, and it was kind of one of those like aha moments of like, look, if I just experiment and be open to some of these technology opportunities, it's going to open up new doors. And so I would say every time I've gotten into new technology, it's not because I had some master strategic plan. It was because I just was willing to try and see what was out there. And I'll tell you, I've tried other things. I've tried uh, you know, I'm trying TikTok right now. I might be wasting my time on <laughs> yeah. TikTok, uh, but I'm seeing, I'm seeing that there's a trend happening and I'm trying to just see how I can jump on that wave a little bit and understand it and see where the, where the opportunity might be. And so I think at the core of where church leaders start is like, like just show up. Yeah. Uh, and so some of it is just like, get on Facebook and say hi to some people and start building some relationships. Uh, maybe start a Facebook group or, you know, I think there's some, some, at the core of social media right now, 3 billion active users on Facebook. Facebook is the place to start. You can live yep. stream with your webcam. Um, this doesn't have to be rocket science, and you don't have to have a master strategic plan to get started. Now, I think you need to be strategic in how you utilize these functions, but uh, I, I think Facebook is, is kind of the baseline, and then I think you develop from there. Yeah, totally. I think, yeah, like you said, it's we are recording this at uh, our BBCon conference in Nashville right now. We've had lots lots of conversation, in our, especially in our faith track, about how we we want to utilize technology as a tool it's not something to fear or to make an enemy it's actually a tool just like your building's a tool to take the kingdom further yeah. um, which mark venti shared with us earlier today um and i think that's, that's so cool it's like you can take this so much further and you also can meet people where they are already yes, yes. um instead of being like hey come to me first like yes. no i'll go to you and yes. then we'll build a relationship you'll trust me and maybe you'll yeah. come to a service or maybe you never will but you'll yes. be involved and they'll further the kingdom yeah well, and I, I think a lot of people see like what mark has in at church home where they've got what looks to be a million dollar plus app now he talked about how it's a partnership with technology yeah. company um, but but a church will say, I can't do that because I don't have the resources. But the the reality is we'll have access to a billion dollar technology in Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you don't have to, you know, like this technology is sitting there and it's free to use. So the, the, the limitations aren't there. You know, if yeah. you've got a smartphone and you've got Internet access, you, you could change the world uh, yeah. and reach the world. It's, it's incredible. And it's awesome too to see like your churches, especially if you're, your demographics more 40s and up like that's also the fastest growing new users on facebook yes. so the social media is for the kids just isn't a it's not a conversation anymore there's certain social yeah. media platforms for it but facebook my mother and my grandmother are the most active people i know on facebook and yes. i'm never on facebook I, which is i funny. think my mother-in-law likes comments that i make on facebook before i even post them she like lives <laughs> yeah. on this platform yeah. It, yeah. it is amazing yeah. Uh, what's happening, but it is, it is social media is not a thing for the kids. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's kind of where you're engaging on, on social media, but yeah, Facebook, Facebook is really 60 plus audience uh, yeah. is where the highest engaged 
you know, demographic is they're today. on all the time. Yes. Yeah. And they type like instead of clicking like. That's great. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like, yeah, I like that you're, t- you're playing with TikTok. So I downloaded TikTok. Yes. Panicked and then got rid of the app because I was like, <laughs> I don't understand this. And yeah. I had a, 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 a life crisis because I'm like, I'm not that old yet. I should understand how to use a new social media platform. I'm but getting I'm, old. It's, it's, it's loud and it happens in your face all the time. And I don't know how to turn it off. And yeah. I just panicked and um what what do you see i'd love to hear your thoughts like looking to the future so tiktok is kind of the the one that's making noise right now um what do you think it will it could grow into how you could utilize that like even yeah you know i look back to four years ago i remember i was on a podcast or something and i said church leaders need to stay off of snapchat because there is no redeemable value in this platform at all this is the (laughs) stupidest thing i've ever seen and it was such an old man comment you know for me to make I still think Snapchat is stupid. You know, like yeah. I still don't get it. And I think the core function is so that parents will never figure it out so teenagers can engage and parents won't, won't figure yep. it out. But at the core is I, I ate those words. I got on Snapchat. I learned Snapchat. I learned how to create content on Snapchat. And those that were early on Snapchat were easier to move as Instagram stories was adopted in Instagram. Mm-hmm. It created a function that was adopted by Instagram and made popular worldwide. Not... not Everybody is using Snapchat, Snapchat today, uh, but but I think you're seeing you know an, an adoption to that format. Now, what's happened with TikTok? The it's the fastest growing social network you know in, in, in 2019 today, and and but Facebook has actually created an imitation app called Lasso. Uh, so just like they that, did yeah. with Instagram and Instagram Stories, uh, that they've now done with Lasso or doing. And I think what we're seeing is there's a format that's being created. So, so yeah. I'm on there playing. Trying, I, I think it's ridiculous. I think it's silly. <laughs> uh, I, I can't understand how people are going to use it yet. But I wouldn't have when I got on Snapchat. Snapchat, I I had a hard time like understanding what's the purpose. How does this work? Well, now I think we see a lot more functions do it. I remember too. Once I got into Snapchat a little bit, I really had fun with it. I mean, a lot of yeah. the functions were really cool and fun, and how the kind of the augmented reality stuff worked. So I think we're going to just see it's a, it's a new medium that feels silly right now, yeah. uh, but it's going to it's going to become a norm. I, well, I think it's going to become a norm, uh, but I, but I think to just immediately just blow it off because we don't understand it is uh, I, I think we're going to miss opportunities when we do that. And I think the church is too often. Done. I, I, I don't know how many churches blew off Facebook. Oh, I yeah. don't know how many times I was told that Facebook is stupid. It's a waste of time. Uh, it's dumb. It's silly. It's a fad. It's going to move. I, I wrote a book called Social Media Guide for Ministry seven years ago, and that was early days of social media in many ways. And I'm, I got hate mail from pastors of saying, yeah. why would you encourage people to cheat on their wives by getting on Facebook? And I'm like, <laughs> Facebook is not making people cheat on their wives. They're using this inappropriately, you know, just like <laughs> yes. they use telephones or whatever yeah. else. And so I think I think people do the same thing with some of these new technologies that come out and just blow them off quickly. Instead of seeing opportunities, it's not for everyone. Virtual reality is not for everyone. But there's opportunities as we as we innovate around new technologies. Uh, there's going to be new opportunities, and there's going to be some things that just dissolve and fade away, and uh, we move on. Yeah, I think there's a great uh, I think it's a Gary V vlog not too long ago where he's talking about TikTok specifically and the way it's growing and that kind of stuff. But harking back to like. Facebook was originally designed for college students and yep. now it's utilized by everyone. Yes. Like it starts out with the, the t- it's tested on the yes. kids. So like even Instagram, same thing. It was, yep. it was call it where you could as it in your twenties, post a picture of your food or photographers, yep. but then it blew up and now yeah. it's taken over the Snapchat format and yep. put it within natively within the app. And it's 
the more the highest used piece of Instagram is yes. stories now. It's crazy. Which is just what Snapchat created, but on a different platform. So yeah. it's it's fascinating to see. And I think it's kind of that like desire to be curious yes. just for the sake of being curious. Yes. Uh, and then maybe it'll, it'll resonate like, hey, like our youth program could use this or this fits our demographic really well or this event really well. And yes. then it's there to be used and not always ha- going in at first being like, this has to work for a ministry out the gate. Yes. And instead of like, hey, there's people here and let's figure out if we resonate with them. Yes. And, and you can't be everywhere and do everything, but I yep. think being willing to yeah. try and being being open uh, to understand is, is, I think, the best place to be. The other side is I've got young kids, like an 8-year-old and a 10-year-old, and I feel like I've got to understand for the sake of my kids how these technologies mm-hmm. work. You know, and so even as pastors and ministry leaders, even if we're not going to use them, we need to understand the dangers of them. We need to understand uh, how they work and how to how to protect ourselves from them. I mean, TikTok has a lot of trash on there. You, yeah. I think we need to understand what's some good accountability measures uh, that we should use. So, so even if you're not going to use it, research it a little bit. Understand these are these are cultural trends happening yeah. in our world. I, I think we've got to be aware of them. Blowing them off is just stupid. Is I think our nature, and I think that's a big miss. Oh, yeah, we're we, we are notably scared of change and like <laughs> technology is changing every second of every single day so every we, we can no longer be like i learned it yeah i'm gonna do this for 10 years yeah it's, no this will work maybe i mean we can talk about social media instagram was working great yep three months ago and yes. then they ruined the algorithm and no one's reaching everyone's panicking yes. like it's gonna change yes. and we can't control the change but yep. we can watch the trend yes and follow the trend and we and really we cool. have to adopt things early yeah. and i think we got to pay attention to those adoptions we have to let go of things too mm-hmm. so if you keep doing myspace you know yep. you you it, it was the thing you know yeah. if you weren't using myspace eight nine years ago you were missing an opportunity but today if you're using myspace you're wasting all your time yeah so you you have to stop start doing new things and you have to stop doing some things that become irrelevant too so it's it's a give and take there yeah i mean all the way back to like texting people, all that kind yes. of stuff. It's that yes. our technology has continued to innovate and change. Yes. And it's an amazing tool to reach more people and take the kingdom further. Yeah. Well, so what, do you have any tips or tricks that you think for people to leverage technology or anything you want to share? Yeah. You know, I would say, I would say two things right now that, that I'm really locking into is um, podcasting and YouTube, I think mm-hmm. are the core platforms. Um, live streaming has been such a popular trend uh, in the world of technology for churches and church leaders. Uh, but I really feel like the core of what people are consuming, and, and I think about, I'm tinkering a lot with LinkedIn Live right now. Uh, but what I see with LinkedIn Live is, is I might have 200 people watch my live, but I'm having 2,000 people watch it afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I think as we think about the, the technology we're creating, is creating on-demand audio and video content is really key. And then mm-hmm. the platforms of YouTube as a video on-demand library and, and being the number two search engine in the world, YouTube is such a powerful platform and I think missed opportunity for churches. And I think they're just putting their sermons up there without thinking about it, but really thinking about what is some what is some YouTube first content we can create to engage mm-hmm. a community on that platform. And then the other is audio and it's that, that passive uh, media engagement opportunity. Sermons is a great place to start. But I think every church should have a podcast or multiple podcasts where your youth pastor has a podcast for parents or your kid's pastor has a podcast for parents or your women's pastors, you know, and it is a conversation like we're having in your ministry. This isn't that hard to record an audio content 
throw it on GarageBand, upload it to Libsyn, and now you've got a podcast once a week that's communicating while people are driving, while people are exercising, um, and it's a way to, to, to engage them. And so I think more churches need to be creating more content, audio and video, uh, really yeah. prioritizing that platform of podcasting and YouTube. And then I think social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, gives you the kind of those micro content pieces. Mm-hmm. And it can feel overwhelming of like, there's so much to do, uh, but just start creating, uh, yeah. start distributing. And then I think you start getting better and you see what connects and what doesn't. But I, I think at the core is pod, podcasting is such a great medium. YouTube is very personal. And so I think you can create some great three to five minute pieces of content for your church and mm-hmm. for your community. And I, I think it creates a good front door. But podcasting is really a great medium of, and think podcasting first. So we got to, I got to know um, James Box is his name, the head of Apple Podcast. Mm-hmm. He, he, we connected on LinkedIn uh, maybe a year ago. And he, he reached out, what, I reached out to him about something else. He reached out to me and said, hey, we don't know what to do with this religious category. We have more religious podcasts than anything else. Help me understand. And, and I said, you know, you help me understand. And so we've gotten to build a relationship. And, and, and one of the things he said to us is there's, incre- there's lots of content, but it's all sermon content just put out there. That's, that's good. But people, people engage with, with podcast-first content, not repurposed content. Mm-hmm. And so just like we're having, this, this content is being created for podcast-first and so for churches to really begin thinking about how can I create podcast-first content, how can I create YouTube-first content and not just repurpose sermon, start with your repurpose or maximize that content you're creating, yeah. but start creating other content for podcasting and YouTube. I think that's that's the big opportunity right now and for the next couple of years. Yeah, and I think even for those of you guys listening, you don't have to start with the video part of podcasting, the audio piece. I know that you turn cameras on and people get weird, yeah. um, but just putting a mic in front of somebody or a single Zoom recording yes. microphone yes. and sit down and have a couple you pastors, you guys go and talk to each other yes. and interact in your community all of the time. People want to share that. They want to relate. They have the behind the scenes stuff. Uh, my buddy Drew Powell here in uh, Nashville at Crosspoint, they just launched a podcast. Yeah. And they talk through the sermon series and yes. every every week there's a follow-up podcast that talks yes. about why they talked about that or who shared and spoke on Sunday or yep. their story and they go deeper and it's it's that behind the scenes that yes. build the relationship yes. with your congregation and your community. I, I feel like if I were in a church of, a, you know, 100 people or 1,000 people, I would have a podcast studio, even if it's if we're remote and you're in a remote place where you just have a Blue Yeti microphone and you just set up at a coffee shop and you're doing, this is our volunteer podcast and I'm just going to interview a volunteer a week and we're going to put that up. I, I think just creating podcasts today is an incredible opportunity to deepen relationships in a very low low bar. You can create high quality content without having to reproduce it. You record it right there in the app using a platform like Anchor we were talking about before, where you can literally just do it in your phone yeah. uh, and you record it right there on your device and upload it. This doesn't have to be complicated. And I think we just overcomplicate it. Facebook, and they've, they've actually changed, but but they they, had, they used to have a philosophy that they had all over their walls called done, saying done is better than perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think churches lean too far into perfection. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes we just need to lean into done is better than perfect and start just creating regular podcast content and see where that goes and how that engages. And I think you're going to be surprised how easy it is. And the more you do it, the easier it's going to get yep. uh, and how well that engages, how deep the connections be- become. Yeah, definitely. And it's just, it's a, it's such a, it's a, a volume game in the world now. Yes. It's when it comes to content, people, their memory's not very long. Like yes. you can, if nobody knows if your audio is bad two episodes ago, they're not going to remember that yes. when you're listening to this episode, like you just yes. keep moving yep. and being there, being consistent 
is far better than being perfect. Absolutely. So if you're always there at the same time every week and you tr they're ready for it and they expect it, you're, yep. you're getting there and it's great. Yep. Agreed. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the Church Engagement Podcast. We are all about this, uh, leveraging technology and social media and online stuff. That's our favorite stuff to talk about here. So I'm so excited you're here with us at BBCon in Nashville on the podcast. Let's do this again soon. Um, thanks, y'all, for listening. Um, and Nils, what, where can people find you? What can they learn more from you? All that kind of stuff. Yeah, I appreciate having me. So my, all my social handles, at Nils Smith, so N-I-L-S Smith, uh, and nilsmith.com is my website and all of my stuff. And then our company is Dunham & Company, so dunhamandcompany.com. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks. All right. Talk to you later. Bye.